Every now and again, you'll start a project and the client doesn't really have a very strong brief. So they hand you all the assets and just say to you, have fun with it. But can you actually have fun with it? And how do we have fun with it? That is what we're going to be talking about today. Um, talking about how annoying it is, but also actually how freeing it is and how you can overcome some of those blocks. All right, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the video editing podcast from Unsplice with me, your host, Shiny. Thank you so much for joining me and welcome back. It's another week, it's another episode and I am really enjoying uh, creating this podcast with you recently. And part of the reason you may, you may have seen some, or heard I should say, some kind of changes um, in the last couple of episodes, really just about some of the things that I am talking about, some of the things I'm sharing, some of the lessons I'm sharing with you. And I'm kind of going through this process at the moment with Unsplice um, to try and really get to the bottom of um, the purpose, uh, my purpose with Unsplice, the purpose of Unsplice itself, and how really um, I can use this incredible vehicle for the better. And so you'll hear me talk about some of these motifs and, and, and beliefs as we go through. Um, and it's great because I, I feel like I, I have this stronger sense of purpose with uh, Unsplice and speaking to you now and the reason behind it all and how we together can change video editing and the video editing landscape for the better. Um, so thank you for joining me on this journey. And we are just over a year now, it's February 2022, we started this podcast and it's kind of, if you've been along for the whole ride, you can feel how it's kind of progressing and getting better and better. And I feel it myself and I'm uh, working to kind of create this, um, a better experience for you and for me. So without going on too much about that, I just wanted to sort of take you along on this journey of Unsplice growing and blossoming and becoming this incredible, um, invaluable asset to our community. Um, but I want to bring it back to the topic of today's podcast, which is about can you actually have fun with it? When a client hands you all the assets and says, here you go, have fun with it. Um, they think they're doing you a favor because they're giving you complete creative control. And whilst that might be a good thing, quite often you can feel just a bit annoyed because <laughs> now you have absolutely no idea what to do. If they would just given you some direction, then you could have um, taken that direction and gone with it and then worked with that. But with zero direction, it can feel a little bit annoying. So um, if you feel frustrated, um, you might feel frustrated in this in this 
at this point because you're struggling to come up with creative ideas. Digging that well of creative ideas and, and coming up with nothing but more dry sand. And so when the client comes back three days later and checks in, just see what you've created and you, sh you show them. And he, when you do, you, you kind of have this like inner sense of like, guilt because you haven't been able to come up with a strong creative concept. The client trusted you that you would come, you know, give, gave everything to you, gave all the trust and just trusted that you would come up with a strong creative concept and make the best thing for that edit. And, uh, and really you, they wanted you to have fun with it, but quite the opposite happened. You didn't have fun with it at all. In fact, you found it more frustrating than you did fun. So, um, there are some reasons behind this and there are some ways to sort of switch that on its head and make it really actually very enjoyable. So um, if this is you, if this sounds like you, then there are a few things missing from your creative knowledge that would be really, really useful in this situation. So the first thing I want to share with you is the shiny framework. Now, you may have heard me talk about this before on the podcast, or if you are in, if you're a splicer, you want to, you're a member of um, Unsplice Pro, one of the alumni, then you would definitely have heard of this. Uh, so the shiny framework is a way to overcome blank timeline syndrome. And some of the OGs who have been on the, the email list and following Unspice for a while will probably have um, seen the PDF of this framework, which you can get for free on, on the Unspice website. And I'll tell you what it stands for. So uh, S stands for start, H stands for human, I stands for identity, N for nuance, and Y for why though. So with this framework, from the very outset, if somebody says, here, yeah, have fun with it, you are able to immediately kind of overcome this sense of dread that you get from blank timeline syndrome and having, having zero creative ideas whatsoever. Um, you can start to break it down and think about what will be best for this edit. So let's start with start. So S obviously stands for start. How do you think it's best to start this film? There's going to be some variables, which we're going to break down in the rest of the shiny framework. Um, there are going to be some variables that will help influence your choices when it comes to this. Um, and after the, after the shiny framework, I've got loads of different um, uh, cues to share with you to help you have fun with it, so to speak. And so how are you going to start the film? Should it be a fast pace? Should it, you should we drop in with a cold open or should it be a long, strung out, slower start? That really all depends on the H, the human. So who is the human on the other end 
watching the, the film? And how are they watching it? Are they watching it on their phone? Are they watching it on a TV? Are they watching it on YouTube, on um, Instagram? All of these platforms have different ways of communicating with their audience. And so if you are trying to create something for social media, then having a long, a long, slow, drawn out introduction process isn't really going to work because people will just switch and move on to the next video. So that gives you a good idea of how to start. And another thing to think about is if the human on the other end is a cold audience, a warm audience or a hot audience, a cold audience has never, doesn't know anything about what it, the video or the, what the video is about, basically. Um, the issue or the brand that you are communicating. That's cold audience and they will need wowing from the beginning. A warm audience is familiar and maybe understands some of the branding cues depending on the video you're creating. Um, and so they'll be more forgiving. And a hot audience, if it's going on a fan page or something like this, they will love anything that you put down and they'll be more forgiving a slower opening. So that, those are all things to think about. Now, I of the shiny framework stands for identity, and that can be broken down into the visuals and the audio, so the music and the sound effects. What is the identity and how does that match with the human watching it? So certain humans will have certain tastes, whether that's fast-paced edit or a certain taste in music or um, a certain taste in graphical style. All of these things um, create the identity of the film, how it feels, how it looks and how it feels. That's the identity of a film. And so once you understand the human, you can think about the identities and what would be most suitable for the film you're creating. An N of the shiny framework stands for nuance. So that encourages you to think about less. Don't rely on effects and heavy transitions and things like this to keep the viewer's attention because it is, it's a vanity metric. It's not going to keep the audience engaged. Um, it's just, it's a flash in the pan and it's gone. And you can't rely on that as a stylistic choice. If a client hands you something and says, have fun with it, if you just hand them something which is, you know, 30 seconds or 60 seconds of non-stop transitions and effects, it'll probably be a bit dizzying, to be honest. Um, and it's not going to hold an audience and never, nobody is going to remember it. Once it's finished, nobody's going to remember that. That's going to just move on to the next one and done. So N stands for practicing nuance. And why of the shiny framework stands for why though? Why are you making this film? What's its purpose? When the viewer has finished watching, how should they feel? What should they take away? Should they do something at the end? Once you have all of these things in place, then you have a good understanding of what the best way to make that video is. And now you have a boundary a boundary of which 
within to create a boundary of creativity. Because when the client says to you, have fun with it, then you have, you feel overwhelmed because you have an, the abundance of everything. You can do absolutely everything. And that is overwhelming. Well, by using the shiny framework, you can now create a box, a frame using the framework to, in which to operate your creativity. So uh, think about that and use the shiny framework to help cure that sense of overwhelm. Um, so once you have that, the next thing is to, and we're going to get into some creative ideas. Um, the next thing is to think about the rocks in a glass principle. So the way you build and edit, kind of like a factory line, you do one thing and then you do the next and the next. And if you think about the rocks in a glass uh, analogy, you have to put the biggest rocks in so that you can fit more smaller pebbles, then sand, and then water. So the biggest chunks, when you look at a timeline, like a physical timeline in your editing software, the biggest things are always the interviews, the speech, the dialogue. That is when, if you look at it, the bigger clips are speech. So put the big rocks in, and then once you've got your, your speech sorted, then in your dialogue sorted, think about the B-roll and the music. And then after that, the sand and the water, any, any um, you know, effects, and then any extra bells and whistles. If you think about it in this order, then you only have one problem to tackle at a time. That cures your overwhelm as well. So half of the problem with a client handing you something and saying, have fun with it, is the fact that it's overwhelming. And so using these frameworks, these principles, we can break it down. And so we're only thinking about one thing now. Now we have this framework, we're only looking at the dialogue. So um, if at this point you were really struggling to come up with creative ideas, then you have to think about the story. Because if you're not thinking about how to tell the best story, then it's not going to be easy. Again, we are breaking everything down and kind of doing, uh, breaking everything down into just smaller, achievable chunks. Um, and if you, if you don't know what story you're telling, then you are not able to use dramatic or moments within your edit to emphasize key points in the narrative. So what we mean by that is um, if you have an understanding of the story that you want to tell, and now that could be with dialogue, or it could be without using dialogue, by using music as well as sound effects and obviously the footage that you're using. It is possible to tell a story and that is what storytelling is about. 
storytelling within editing is about being able to tell a story, not just through dialogue, but through everything. The dialogue, the B-roll, all of your footage, how you implement that, as well as music and the sound effects. So what you're doing is you are taking key moments in the story and you're using music, sound effects, pacing, and dramatic effects or even transitions to emphasize those key moments. And so that kind of brings us back to, again, the nuance in the shiny framework, because it's the last thing we're thinking about. We're thinking about effects only as a way to emphasize something and not as the rocks that the edit sits on. If you build your house on sand, then it's going to sink. And uh, it's the same with your edit. Um, considering that effects are used in the sand part of the rocks in a glass framework, then yeah, you, if you build a edit on effects, you're essentially building it on sand. So it's going to sink and it's not going to land with the client. So if you feel like where you are struggling with this, this principle, this idea that uh, having fun with it or the client giving you completely open creativity, then um, if, you, if this is you and you struggle with it, then, you, then you're not, you don't have the ability, you lack the ability to choose the types of cuts that are specific, specifically for each moment in the film. Let me rephrase that. So you're not, you don't have a, a holistic understanding of what each cut is. So if I asked you to write down what each edit is, a match cut, for example, what are the, what are the other ones? Um, and what power does each of those have on your edit? And when should you use one? Um, are you able to verbalize that? And are you able to use those in your edit to emphasize the story? Because again, we're coming back to the story and the story is the heart of your edit, no matter what you're making. So how can you use the cuts, the different types of cuts to emphasize that? Um, so if you don't understand those, then it's going to be difficult and that is contributing to your overwhelm of what to do when the client gives you completely free creative reign. Um, and really, that is the majority of editors. So if this is you, don't feel like, you know, don't feel like this is uh, an outlying fact this is a generality so many editors i meet um they work from the gut right and you've probably heard this many times um, but that's just because they've learned all the different types of cuts and why and how each cut will help the edit what effect it has on the edit and why that works um but they're just not able to verbalize it but an expert or someone who wants to become an excellent storyteller 
in the shortest amount of time possible will know those cuts. Um, and it's understanding that most editors do not understand that because we are told, we, you know, where we learn. Most of us are self-taught, right? I'm self-taught. There's a good chance that you are self-taught as well. Um, and if you learn through YouTube, there's a real focus on technical ability rather than actual storytelling. So flashy transitions, effects, those sorts of things, they all get a lot of clout on, on YouTube. And in fact, a lot of YouTube editors, they specialize in cutting for YouTube. There is a certain way of editing for YouTube, um, which doesn't necessarily translate into the commercial, documentary world, branded content, um, working in the industry, let's call it, um, where there is a focus on storytelling. And your storytelling ability is going to be completely reflect your ability to find work. Um, so this kind of teaches your brain by learning these, especially through YouTube or through self-taught mechanisms. It kind of teaches your brain to think of technical solutions to creative problems. Whereas what you have when the client says to you, have fun with it, you have here a creative problem and not a technical one. So it stands to reason that when a client says this to us, that it is overwhelming and that most of us will struggle to come up with creative ideas or understand what to do with the edit and how we can have fun because we want to create the best edit for the client and we want to do the best job possible. We love this job. And uh, so having this ability to solve creative problems, that is a true skill of a good video editor. Now I kind of bring this down to creative literacy. This is something that I've been thinking long and hard about and going back to what I was saying earlier about finding truly the purpose of everything that is that I'm creating with Unsplice is this idea of creative literacy. I strongly believe that literacy, creative liter literacy is as important as reading and writing literacy. And we're kind of, we're built from the moment we go to school. We're kind of taught and we go through this system to create workers. You know, the, the school system in its current form was built during the industrial era where we needed workers. Now we need problem solvers. Um, we are in the information age and that way of learning does not serve us anymore. We need creative literacy as much as we do reading and writing literacy. Everybody has it within them. And you as a video editor are fully aware that you enjoy the creative process and you enjoy being an artist, you enjoy creativity. And you have been able to bring this to the surface more so than some others who have kind of pushed it down. But we all have this innate ability within us. 
And we need a system, a school system that nurtures that. And so, um, in my opinion, creativity really is what separates us humans from the binary world that is growing around us. So if you think about all technology, everything feels very binary. It's very literal, on, off, straight, um, and creative, thinking creatively is the opposite of that. It's the way of thinking about multiple um, solutions to problems. It is a way of bringing, bringing influence from every single source, from many, many sources, and, and bringing it together to come up with one new, fresh idea. And that is what separates us as humans. And that's why I believe creative literacy really is a very basic fundamental skill that we all should learn. And so I'm making it my mission to spread that message and ensure that creative literacy is something that we all have access to and we are encouraged to foster. Um, so because of all the things that I've spoken about, all of the skills that you are, you have the ability uh, to, to do, basically what I'm saying is with all of the things that I spoke about, they are skills that you can learn. And with these skills, you are able to have fun with it, as the client would say. Because if you, if you understand all of these things, and um, if anything needs to sink back in again, then I encourage you to just rewind and listen to it again. Um, but these are skills that you can learn. And once you have learned them, you'll be able to have fun with it. You will actually be able to have fun with it. I love when the client hands me a completely open brief. It's ex it excites me. I have spent many, many years building up these skills so that I can break something down, look at all the pieces of the puzzle, and I get excited about putting together this thousand piece jigsaw puzzle and um, doing it in the most beautiful way possible. And if this sounds like something that, if anything that I spoke about is connected with you, and it feels like something that you would like to learn, um, then I am going to announce that in June, I'm going to be launching Unsplice's flagship program, which is the Creative Storyteller Program, where you will learn how to execute everything that we spoke about to the highest level. So how to come up with creative ideas from nothing, and also how to engage an audience through story, music, and flow, and how you can use all of these incredible skills to create videos that engage your audience and hook them all the way to the end. Uh, so this is gonna be happening in June, if you are interested. There's no sales page yet, but I have put together a very quick page where you can register your interest if you head to unsplice.com forward slash story. And if you head there, um, it's a very short page. You can just um, 
be notified when enrollment opens. Like I said, in June, that's going to happen. But really, um, I just wanted to drop that in quickly. That wasn't the purpose of today's episode, but I did want to just um, uh, let you guys know because it's something I've been working on in the background and I'm super, super excited about it. It's, it's going to be game changing. And um, I just wanted to share all these principles um, of how to overcome this sort of creative block when a client says, have fun with it. Because in my opinion, yes, it is possible to have fun with it when the client says, have fun with it. Thank you very much for listening. Um, if you wanted that URL again, it's unsplice.com forward slash story. And I really look forward to speaking with you again um, next week. And thank you very much again for being a loyal listener. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast as well, because that really helps us get discovered. Thank you very much. I hope this has been good. Bye-bye.